All right, welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and Zane is taking a day off here. And so I tried calling in a bunch of people to fill in for him. I called Schefter. I called Barstool Big Cat. Nobody answered. So uh, I'm bringing in my wingman, Corey, to step up from the minor leagues. Corey, how you doing today? And what do you got in front of you? I'm doing well, you know, just coming for Zane's job. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, nipping at his heels. Uh, you know, I just got to keep him on his toes. I, uh, I've i got just some water with some meal in it. We're trying to rehydrate after a particularly brutal gym session. All right, getting big. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking water, too. I'm at school still. I'm studying right now, taking a little study break before I hop back right into it. Uh, you know, it's, it's good to, you know, just stay with water every once in a while, you know, not always have to have something alcoholic in front of you. Sometimes <laughs> you just need some of that hydration. Um, so of course we had the Super Bowl this past weekend, kind of like the Mecca of sports weekends, maybe the only com- competition for it, Corey might be first weekend of the tournament of March Madness. But I mean, all in all, I mean, uh, what were your Super Bowl reactions? You know, did, did you think this game lived up to its hype or was it entertaining enough for you? Uh, you know, I, I actually had fun watching it. Um, <clears throat> it's always just fun to see two quarterbacks square up and duke it out, but it, it felt a little disappointing and there's not anything anyone can do about it, but the Chiefs offensive line was just ravaged with injuries and I, I think they were missing both of their offensive tackles. It's like, man, against such a good defense, what are you going to do? And Mahomes right. did everything he could, but it was it was a little disappointing in certain ways, but you know, injuries are part of the game you got to play through. So, Yeah, I, I agree. I think we knew going in, and we talked about it in the preview episode, that injuries, especially on that Kansas City offensive line and the tackle spot, was going to be a big part of it. I just didn't think that it would be, you know, they would just get bulldozed like they did. Because, I mean, that Bucks defensive line just tore through them. But like you said, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, it was a little disappointing that it wasn't necessarily a shootout. Um, and it was kind of the Bucks in control the entire game. But the entire game, you kind of just felt like, hey, you know what? If any team can come back here, it's Kansas City. Um, oh, yeah. But we just never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. You got you know, to stay yeah. close with Kansas City, but they did. They just controlled the Bucks did the whole game. Right. Yeah. They, they just controlled the tempo and um, they really never got threatened. So let's move on. This is just a new segment that I wanted to try out here. Uh, just probably at the Super Bowl. I don't know. I was kind of thinking of names, uh, segment names, and this is what I could come up with. <laughs> we'll call this the Animal Farm segment here. We'll have our little goat conversation, and uh, then we'll dive into the duck, the player that underperformed uh, of the game. So let's jump into the goat conversation with Tom Brady. So, Corey, I think it can be self-explanatory that he's probably the greatest football player of all time where do you think he ranks now of greatest team player team sport players of all time wow oh that's tough i mean he's definitely the goat for for football i mean yeah you look you look and see what he did with new england and the six super bowls and in just dominant fashion for the for the years and years, they just they owned the NFL, and then he's like, you know, I feel like he was just hearing all this flack of you know it's a Belichick system, blah blah. He'd be nothing without the coach. Runs over to Tampa Bay, grabs Arians as his coach, which you know, not saying Arians isn't a great coach by any stretch, but <laughs> turns a 
eh team into, oh, look, we've won another Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how do we put them in the team sports GOAT conversation? Well, who are the – I think it, you got to think of, like, the other GOATs that we've called. You know, you got to think of the great one, Wayne Gretzky mm-hmm. for hockey. Um, he had the stats, maybe not as much rings, but um, Michael Jordan – uh, I mean, do you put them again uh, uh, past those two guys, or is are they just all on their own route, Mount Rushmore, like all together? What, what do you think? That is very tough. I definitely they're all on my Mount Rushmore. You know, there's the obvious debate yeah. with with Jordan. People bring up guys like LeBron, which you know that's a whole separate conversation and could yeah podcast on that alone. But <clears throat> I, I think when you look at it two of those guys are the undisputed goats in their sports. You know, I don't think there's any argument against Brady being the goat at this point. And I think if there were to be one made, it would be a silly one. Uh, Wayne Gretzky is called the great one for a reason. You look at some of that guy's stats and they're not ever going to be touched. Like I, I just, no. I can't even imagine within the next three lifetimes that the NHL is still there that anyone even comes close. Like, I don't even know how you would consider it. I, and just amazed looking I, at those that it happened. I think there's a yeah, I think there's a stat where if you took all of Wayne Gretzky's goals away, he would still lead the all time. He would still be the all time leader in points with just his assists. <laughs> it's just absurd. Like that, that's just stupid. That that's just just stupid. Like stats. I don't. Yeah, like you said, it won't never be broken. Yeah, it's absolutely insane putting all of them on the Mount Rushmore, I feel like that's that's just a given, really. I, I would probably have to put Brady at the top. When you look at Michael, he's got some competition just in being the GOAT in basketball. Um, when you want to make the ring argument to put him over LeBron, then you got to look at Bill Russell, and it's like, okay, well, he, he just sunned you, Mike. How you doing? But um, And then you, yeah. you look at Gretzky. I mean, yeah, he's the great one. I, I don't know who has the most, you know uh, – championship wins and hockey as an individual um i couldn't even tell you um but there's no one that's touching him in his sport so it's got to be between the two yeah it's it's interesting because you know football you got he's on an he doesn't play defense right mm-hmm. uh jordan had to play defense gretzky had to play defense um and, you know, basketball, there's only 10 people on the court as opposed to football, there's 22. And hockey, there's, uh, I guess, 12 if you're including the goalies. So it's, it, it is tough. I would almost like, I think my argument would be that it's no longer just Gretzky above everyone else, if that was your argument, or uh, Michael on top of everybody else, if that was your argument. I think you just have to just play it by sport. Like, I think it's just too difficult to compare the two sports in my opinion. I think you just have to put them on a Mount Rushmore and each major sport gets a spot on there. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, if you think about it with basketball and hockey, I mean, each possession has, you know, far less significance compared to a football possession. You get so few of those comparatively. I mean, a guy like Brady, if he throws the ball to the wrong team, it's like, I mean, which he did do a few times in the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. But, but uh, if he throws the ball to yeah. the wrong team in the Super Bowl, that's a, that's a big problem, potentially. Right. But, you know, if Mike right. screws up an inbound and puts it in some old white plumber's hands, it's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. They're just different games, man. 
yeah, it's tough. But uh, I think now you can just appreciate. I, I just I'm at this stage where I you know I'm not so much in the arguing stage. Now it's just the appreciation stage of just watching these great players and just hoping that they break those records, just so you can see greatness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that was just a lot of fun. Um, I think that's why we were so hyped about this game because if uh, Mahomes won we would be thinking he's chasing Brady's greatness. If Brady won, then he's just further cementing his legacy, showing that he can go away from New England and still win. Absolutely. I'm, um, I'm on board with you. I think it's getting harder for me to want to – to the point where I really almost don't want to argue any GOAT status anymore. You know, losing Kobe, that's that's the first yeah. time for me where, like, a guy that I grew up watching and, like, you know, to the degree that any of us would have with a guy like that, idolizing him. Um, and seeing just how good they were at their sport and being, you know, one of the greatest of all time and losing them. It's like, man, maybe we just sit back and watch and just appreciate what these guys can do. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of people have, uh, have that same sentiment too, especially after that helicopter crash with Kobe Bryant and, uh, last February now, man, that's, um, man, I can't believe years has gone by, um, since that crash. Um, yeah, that, that, and that's another thing in basketball too, where, you know, Kobe Bryant during that last dance documentary, he was saying, hey, there's I don't get my five championships without Michael. Yeah, uh, what he did. And I'm sure Michael could say the same about his mentors in the league. And LeBron would say the same thing about Jordan um, and, and Kobe. So it's yeah, it's it, it, I'm if the players don't want to talk about it, then maybe we shouldn't be uh, talking about it and just appreciating their greatness. So um, with that, going from goat, we're gonna switch over to the other side of the farm here, and we're gonna we're gonna go look at the Ducks from that last game. Uh, players that underperformed in the Super Bowl did not live up to the hype. Corey, who did you have for your duck of the game? This one, I just didn't feel like it was all that hard. I had one one thing. I was you know I, I looked at the offensive line for the Chiefs and thought, man, I can be any one of you but they were just so mangled. I feel bad doing that. So I'm going to go with maybe Tyreek Hill. I feel like he just underperformed. He, he had a couple of just brutal drops. And, you know, Mahomes is dancing around in the backfield, running for his dang life, uncorking yeah. some just acrobatic, you know, unreasonable angled throws and putting him, you know, hitting him in the face, essentially. It's like, yeah. maybe come down with one and help out your quarterback before he gets a couple of years Yeah, dude, he was putting those throws on the money. And some of those were just like, how is he still up? Guy has like a, a turf toe, so he's hobbling in the backfield, still evading every single tackle. And then he just launches it sidearmed, you know, 40 yards downfield. And it lands right in the pocket of these receivers. And they just got they look like me out there trying to catch a ball. <laughs> dude, it was... <laughs> it's just like, what? What more can this man do? Oh, it was impressive in two ways. Impressive is how did you drop that? And impressive in the fact that he got the ball off and it was right there. Like, how did you man, bail your quarterback out? Yeah. And, and I think, um, yeah, you know, they were resting their players going into the playoffs and it still wasn't enough. They pretty much had two weeks before uh, their first playoff game in between the regular season. And man, we were, and we were talking about, Hey, are they going to be rusty? You know, will they, you know, is this, is this going to pay off? And they weren't very rusty as we saw in the playoff games, but the injuries didn't work out for them and there's nothing they can really do about that. So 
yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I'm also going to, I'm going to switch over to the other side of the ball. I'm going to go with the Kansas city defense and, you know, Tom Brady and his plethora of weapons, they're going to score, but the shooting themselves in the foot over and over again with the uh, penalties <laughs> is what I think really got them out of their elements on a few, couple of those drives. And I know some of those were ticky tack and, you know, Tampa Bay was playing at home technically. So they probably got a little bit of home cooking, but, you know, just offsides on a field goal attempt, giving them the first down, just, uh, you know, taunting. <laughs> and when it, when it's just in the wrong place, the wrong time. And it's just, you know, it, it was not, it was not smart football, if that makes sense. And they beat themselves, I think on a few of those drives. Yeah, not something you can get away with in the in the Super Bowl. No, no. All right, let's switch over to the winning football team, and we'll each pick a guy who have a my back hurts player of the game. I'm gonna go with the Bucks defensive line. I know that the Kansas City, and we we mentioned earlier, Kansas City their offensive line was just you know torn through by a tornado, but that Bucks defensive line, just like we saw them against green bay man they just were pressuring mahomes all day and that offensive line no matter how many guys they had up front with the tight ends helping they were always able to pressure them and they only had four guys rushing they didn't really blitz too often with the linebackers so that was pretty much just that four-man rush that they were able to get all that pressure on so that that whole defensive line they get my my backwards award it's not a bad take at all (laughs) No, no, I, I, it's, it was hard. I can't just give it to like, you know, Jason Pierre, Paul or uh, Sue. So I just, I just gave it to the whole line. Nah, I understand. Uh, who did you have? Uh, you know, I was torn on this one too. I'm going to go with Gronk. Um, you know, he's the, Ooh, okay, yeah. he's the jelly of the Brady's peanut butter, man. He's always right there and just ready. You know, he's, I think at one point, maybe in a previous podcast, you called him his safety net, and I don't think there's a better word for it because every time yeah. that Brady needs a play or needs somebody to bail him out, who's out there but Gronk just ready ready to rock and roll and just spike one in the end zone just when you're almost least expecting it. Like I don't know why I didn't think about that when I was betting on this one, pick him, score the first touchdown, or things like that. It's like this dude, when it, when it matters, he is ready and there and totally willing. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I saw him break away in that first touchdown. He just doesn't look like he should be that fast and agile, and yet he is. Exactly. He's always kind of been that way. Even when he was bulkier, like when he was in New England, he just had the this right. deceptive like breakaway speed from you know certain players. I mean, you know, you get a corner on him, he's probably going to catch him. But then, good you know, good luck tackling that monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would not be. I would not want to be the one assigned for that job. No, thank Mm-mm. you. Call me ankle biters. I'm going for the ankles every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And that's probably why he's had so many injuries is because so many guys have gone for the ankles, and he just doesn't fall well. It's not from taking the hits. I think it's just from him just falling to the <laughs> ground, and he just doesn't know how to roll properly. So he just, like, full-on just body slams himself onto the ground each time he gets tackled. A little less agile when when falling, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when, when gravity takes over, he's not as agile anymore. <laughs> All right, uh, my pick 'em. We're gonna do a pick 'em segment here. 
we're going to discuss Bruce Arians and Andy Reid. These are two great head coaches, and we discussed a little bit in the preview last episode, just talking about the greatness of these two coaches. And I, it's hard to pick one, but Corey, if you had to pick one to run your franchise, let's say the next five years, you know, cheeseburger to your head, who are you picking? Wow, cheeseburger to my dome. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I didn't want to do done. It's just, you know, it, I, want to, I want to try to keep it nice for the kids. You know, so treat, cheeseburger to your head. Who, who are you picking? Fair enough. It's a family show. Um, Damn, that's just so tough. I, it's a family show until we get heated about one of our teams. And that might happen later. Stay tuned. Um, so I'm going to go with Andy Reid. If you look at what he's built, this is going to be a contending team, you know, bar or some just absolute madness. They're going to be a, this is going to be a contending team, if not the outright favorite, at the beginning of every season probably for the next three to four years, and maybe after uh-huh. that. Um, they've got Mahomes wrapped up under contract for what ten years. Um, they've got just an absolute arsenal of offensive weapons. Their defense could use some help, but they're they're workable. You know they. They're uh, they're definitely not the worst in the NFL. They're probably you know on the better end of it, really. I don't I don't have a stat list in front of me, but yeah, I, and they they draft well too to replace those. They really players. do. Like they they just have a good draft record. Like they don't they're not a team that needs to go and sign the big time free agents. Exactly, and I mean you know I love Bruce Arians. I love his attitude about coaching. I love his like kind of laid back when he's got a quarterback like you know like Brady that he just trusts. He says sometimes I sit back and let him coach. That's something yeah. you can do, and a lot of coaches uh-huh. don't feel comfortable doing. Um, but I gotta go with Andy Reid just on the team that you know. I know the GM is involved in all of that, but just look at what they've built. Yeah, it's just a well-oiled machine over there, and I think you know they had the off-the-field issues with his son, the outside linebackers coach, mm-hmm. with their ex with his accident a few days before the game, and then of course we talked about the plethora of injuries that they had on the offensive line. So I like, I don't doubt that this team is going to come back and be a Super Bowl favorite next year. If not the favorite, then they're going to be top three or top two for sure. So I, I, yeah, Andy, I love Bruce Arians. Like you said, I love his mentality, how he kind of let Tom have a more, um, I don't know how to say it. I guess more, he had, he, he let Tom have his hand on the steering wheel, I guess, in the direction of their, franchise and it worked out because tom brady he, he could be a coach with all the wealth of knowledge he has and just the way the players respect him and just know that he's probably the smartest guy in this on the field so i love bruce arians that way but man andy reed just has that track record and i think he just has the longer track record now yeah. even though both now have their one super bowl i just i just yeah i would probably have to, cheeseburger in my head I'm going with you, Corey. I'm going with you. I mean, those cheeseburgers are some dangerous things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, give me some barbecue, bacon, cheese. Oh, Don't make me hungry, man. I told you Ooh. I just got back from the gym. I know. I'm getting you hungry for the wrong things. Uh. <laughs> All right. We're going to flip over to the bottom dwellers of the nfl here and we're going to talk about a train wreck of a franchise i think this could be a new segment too Corey, where we just we'll just you know train wreck question mark and we'll just talk about a random team in sports that is just the in the seller of their respective conference uh division league 
whatever it is. And we'll just kind of break down why they're in that situation and if they can ever climb out of it. So this week, we have the Houston Texans. Their president just resigned. I believe it was yesterday or the day before. And we all know the Deshaun Watson case with him going on right now. He wants out of there. So the story is, after the season, for, for clarity for all of you guys who don't know what's going on with the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, their franchise quarterback, the president, or otherwise known as uh, the owner at that time, he fired the head coach and general manager. So there was nobody in the front office. He was like, hey, Deshaun, why don't you give me a short list of people you would want me to hire? I'm not going to hire them, but you know what? I'll at least look into them and hire and give them an interview. You know, why not? You know, just, we're trying to figure out the best people for the job right now. Well, not only did he just not like interview any of them, he didn't contact a single one of those people on the list. A lot of people that were highly regarded, such as Eric Bieniemy, or um, who does the Monday Night Football? Uh, yeah, Monday Night Football games. Um, Lewis Riddick. Um, he was on the list, and he, they were just never contacted. Not even, not only interviewed, but just never contacted. So that's kind of where the distrust started, and why Deshaun Watson wants out. And the president um, finally stepped away because he was part of the problem as well. So, Corey, my question to you is, how bad of a train wreck are the Houston Texans? Is it, can you put it into words? Is it comparable to another franchise yeah. that people might be able to, you know, further, you know, kind of compare? This is think? tough. I, <laughs> the best comparison would be not the reality of it, but what everyone thought of the New York Jets when they drafted Danny Dimes. Because everyone thought, oh, they're oh, going up yeah. in flames. It's over. What are they doing? They're dumb. Fire everyone across the board. Clean house. Let's start over. Cut everyone. I don't know what's going on. Burn the stadium to the ground and rebuild. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's where they're headed. They've been spiraling for a while. First of all, they gave up their star-wide receiver and sent him to Arizona for nothing. I mean, Hopkins yeah. – it was pretty much just I, which is wild. I mean, they had a horrible head coach, which I think we all kind of knew anyway. But they sent Hopkins yeah. to Arizona. They almost paid Arizona to take Hopkins. Really, I just I don't get it. That's like a top three, four receiver in the league, if not the best. You know, there's arguments to be made there. Uh, and then you know, then you get rid of the coach because you know that's actually because he sucks and is an idiot, a colossal. Right. I don't have words that I can use on a family show like this for describing him and i and now your star quarterback your franchise wants out he was a clutch and now your quarterback wants out you got a fire yeah i just oh gosh it's it is a dumpster fire on a train cart on the tracks and it is heading towards a cliff with sharp spiky rocks at the bottom and every, yeah, and everything's on fire on the tracks. The cliff is on fire, and then everything below is literally. On fire and JJ Watt so standing behind it, trying it, to pull it with a rope, and about ready to bail. Oh yeah, and, and every appendage is critically <laughs> injured on JJ Watt, and yet he's just trying to hold it together. And while Deshaun Watson is flooring <laughs> the gas pedal, <laughs> trying to trying to take exactly. it even more. Yeah, if when you're France, when you're once in a generational. Once, yeah, once in a generational, 
quarterback is wanting out of there, and he's saying there's nothing you guys can do to make me want to stay. And you don't have a good team around to begin with or leadership. Yeah, that you just need to hit the hard reset button, man. You might not, you just might have to move cities at this point. You got to sell the franchise. I don't know. Get it out. Get, I, I feel bad for the people of Houston. Um, and actually, don't get rid of the franchise because as a Browns fan, I know what that, you know, I know how that goes and it sucks. But, but definitely fire everyone. I don't yeah, know. I don't think yeah. that there's anyone worth keeping at this point. And sorry if I just cost you your job. I, well, here's. <laughs> Here's the question: Is there anybody left to fire after they've just been cleaning house and cleaning house? And, and oh, oh, here, here's a good stat, Corey. So the head coach that they hired, he's been in the league for a long time, and you know, he, you know, I, I can understand why he got hired. He has quite the resume. Do you remember when the Kansas City Chiefs they had a, I think they had a stat, maybe it was like 2011 or something, but they had a stat where they did not have a single passing touchdown to a wide receiver that whole oh, season. Oh, is he a coach there? He was the wide receivers coach. Oh, oh, that is not what you want to see. <laughs> and who had the worst passing attack this past season? And it was the quarterback who you say is a running back. <laughs> Good old Baltimore. It's a glorified Good old Baltimore. Who is the passing coordinator uh, for that team? Okay, well, he is the current head coach of your Houston in fairness, He did have a running so, back as a quarterback. Yeah, so you're not you don't last in the league as long as he, he did or has if you're not a good coach. That being said, you also don't want to have on your resume those two things of worst passing attack or having your wide receivers not record a single passing touchdown the entire Imagine year. explaining that in an so, interview. Oh, yeah. Just like, well, you know, I just, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of there. I wasn't, you know. Yeah, there's nothing you can say that, that'll make you Gosh, look good. That, <laughs> that reminds me say. of a, there's a skit I saw from a comedian where he was acting like a high school football coach, and he's like, Man, we suck. We stink. I know you're not supposed to make excuses, but I got 22 of them, 11 of them on each side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> All right. So, Corey, we'll stay on the, the meatball side of things here. Uh, you had a meatball play of the week, and yours was in the Super Bowl. Did you have a play? Did you have a player? Did you have a, a coach that was your meatball play of the week? Or yeah, meatball play of the week. Yeah, I think. Although, <laughs> I think it's it's just like it doesn't really fit great, but it's just too funny to not use. Is Tyreek Hill dropping the peace sign to uh, the Bucks defender? Was that Winfield? I think <laughs> is his name, something like that. Dropping the peace sign. Yeah, Antoine and then just Winfield. giving nailed with it in the Super Bowl. Like, you know, I like Tyreek Hill. I, I really like the Chiefs. I like the attitude that they play with typically. And But this was gold, and you deserved it. And that oh, is the yeah. meatball play of the week because you talked that talk, and then you got walked on. Oh, yeah. I love smack talk. I love it. But it's just you better be, be prepared to take it when you inevitably oh, yeah. get burned. Because, I mean, that's just how sports are. You're not going to win every single time. Even Brady – and Jordan did not win every single time. They got burned for some of their trash talk. It didn't happen. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. And we saw, and we saw Tyreek Hill burn 
lot of people with that peace sign as he was running away from, from them. Deservedly so. I mean, I would do that if I was just speeding away from them. But when Anton Winfield did it to him, uh, I, oh, I loved it. I just, and then he got flagged. <laughs> worth it. I was like, oh, worth on, it. Man. And I don't know if you've got this yeah. in your oh, repertoire, yeah, Winfield, but you should have hit him with the back lip when you were holding the Lombardi trophy too. <laughs> Backflip <laughs> off the boat. Yeah. Holding the peace sign. Oh man. That would be, that would be legendary. So, uh, all right. So my meatball play of the week, I'm actually going to go with a coach. And this is going to be in college basketball. Oh, I don't know I if you saw, saw I didn't watch the game, but I saw the highlights of it. So <clears throat> Texas Tech is going up against West Virginia. And I believe they're in Lubbock, which is the home of Texas Tech. And Chris Beard, the head coach of Texas Tech, was pissed off at the refs, man. He, and, like, when I say pissed off, he was, like, charging, running up and down the court and – screaming at the refs, throwing a temper tantrum. He finally has had enough with his temper tantrum, and he just sits on the court. <laughs> he sits on the court, and he gets ejected for it, and he just won't move from sitting on the court, and he has to just get <laughs> escorted out by his own staff, kicking and screaming like a child. I, I would assume he has to get fined and probably a suspension. And I just thought it was the funniest thing for him. This this guy was in the Final Four a couple of years ago. Actually, in the National Championship game a couple of years ago. And now he's just being relegated to sitting on the court throwing a temper tantrum because the refs maybe decided the game. And we, we know how bad college refs are. But, I mean, and to just <laughs> sit on the court and just cry like a baby, was that, that was funny to see. gold, like. Come on, this is one of those things. It's gonna, it's gonna be like playoffs. Like this is going in the books as a moment, and no one will forget. He threw a full-on BF on the court, and anybody who's seen the movie White Chicks will know exactly what I'm talking about. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and you got to think like recruiting-wise, how how that's gonna fly with uh, parents and their in their you know kids when they go on those Zoom meetings, or you're like, hey, um, you know. I, we know you're a good coach because you get results, but I mean, how often do you throw these temper tantrums where you're just not setting the greatest example? It's all about spin, kids. man. Just he went to bat for his players. Oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what, exactly what, what I would do. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the barometer section of our week and show here. Corey, how are you feeling after this past weekend? I don't know. Have, were, were any of your teams playing this past? Now Michigan was out. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, I don't know how well they did. Uh, how are you feeling after this past weekend? Michigan was out, so I'm sticking with to my guns with that one. You can't lose if you don't play. Um, <clears throat> no bad showing without a showing. My Cavs, I, I, they just <laughs> lost the other night. Um, of course, they lost by – just a few enough points that I lost my bet. Yes, I bet against my team. Can't bet with your heart, boys. Not all the time. Um, <clears throat> that's so right. my Cavs lost. I've made yeah, I just lost. haven't even bothered to watch my Red Wings because, let's be honest, there just hasn't been a reason. Oh, yeah, they're the God, dumpster fire right now. Please fix it, Stevie. I need, I need to be able to watch them again. Um, I don't know. I feel okay, though. I mean, the ones that I expected to be bad are bad. The ones that I expected to be good are good. And feeling upbeat about my Browns going into the next season. Um, it's not looking like they're going to do something really stupid right. and try and get Deshaun Watson and give up all of the things that we have for him. So, yeah, I'm doing all right. 
Yeah, I would probably have to agree. Like, like you said, so the teams you expect to be bad are bad. And I think where, like, so right now, the Blackhawks are just kind of average. And, you know, when they win the game, I'm like, oh, yeah, great. If they lose, it's like, oh, yeah, it's not that, you know, whatever. Same with the Bulls. They're in that same spot. But they're respectable. Okay. And I, I like that because the last few years, they were not respectable under Jim Boylan. So it's kind of like if you don't really have high expectations for your team going into the se- season, you really don't have much to lose. It's when you have, it's when your team has championship aspirations and they drastically fall short is when you're really just disappointed. And that's like really just I've never kicking had that happen gut. before. And yeah, I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, and it's not like, oh, they made it to the championship and they lost. You know, I mean, of course you're sad, but it's like when, like the 2004 Cups, 2003 was the Bartman year. Right. That's uh, that, that was that whole scenario against the Florida Marlins in the playoffs at home and, and Steve Barber with the foul ball. Next year, they were picked by many to have the probably be World Series champions, if not the National League pennant winners. And they had a rotation of Carlos Zambrano, Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, Greg Maddox, just just this ridiculous, stupid rotation. And they didn't even make the playoffs. And that that that's that type of, you know, barometer talk here that where it's just really just right in the gut right in the chest with a knife and just twisting around because it's just a slow bleed slow large bleed throughout the season because you, you can just see them <laughs> slowly hurts, collapsing <clears throat> yeah but uh right now yeah illinois the io desumu star player got a triple double against wisconsin this past week and they also beat indiana last week as well so i think they play nebraska on friday and they're, I think, like four, ranked fourth in the net and Ken Palm sixth and AP polling. So, yeah, I got a lot to be happy about with my teams right now. Cubs are selling off, but we're not going to talk about that because baseball season hasn't started yet. And I don't want to be sad yet. So we're going to stick with college basketball with my teams. Good. So sticking with college basketball, moving into the final thoughts segment here, Corey. Michigan basketball was put all of their athletics on standby, right? It wasn't necessarily, I think like two people on campus or something got like this new strain of COVID and the Michigan public health department was like, you know, University of Michigan, you got to shut everything down for like two weeks or something. And so it wasn't necessarily Michigan. There was an outbreak that happened. It wasn't their fault, but they got the all clear and they had a game scheduled with number six, Illinois, on ESPN on Thursday, tomorrow night. And they decided to postpone it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. They're able to play. You should play. Especially if you, even if you have a few days before practice. And especially when the women's team is playing on Thursday, tomorrow. So, Corey, if the women's team is playing tomorrow with the same amount of practice... Uh, practice beforehand why is the men's basketball I really team don't I really don't know it was kind of annoying I didn't really look into it I've been a little little busy and didn't want to be sad to see you know that they were just being stupid or something um <clears throat> it's a little frustrating I would like to see some Michigan basketball sometime again soon um I see you put in the outline mm-hmm. here are they scared um you can't see me you can't see me but I'm square oh, yeah up. I, that was gonna next yeah, you can't see scared. me but I'm squaring up but I'm ready to fight if you would like to I'll come, <laughs> come down to your school and we can we can tussle but <clears throat> I don't I don't think that that's it 
Nah, man. I'm the type of fighter that <laughs> fights behind the keyboard, man. That's, that's, that's all right, dude. I fight dirty. I pull hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what else going on there. I don't think they're scared. Um, but also, if they haven't practiced and didn't feel, you know, whatever that case may have been, I, I wouldn't sign up for an L either if it wasn't looking good. Um, <clears throat> I, I think we'll get to see uh, we'll get to see the matchups soon enough. I'm sure, you know, whether it's in a tournament or whatnot. But you know, we can we can have some bragging rights on that game if you want, Danny. You know, we can we can hash that out. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be. A lot. I just wish it was played this week when instead of like maybe the last week of the season and Illinois has to play Ooh. four games in eight days and probably Michigan too, because they're probably fitting in a bunch of games. So I, I just figured it would be better for both teams to play on schedule as scheduled uh, coming out of Michigan's postponement because they both ah, have had enough ah, break. Enough Your good players finally playing good game. again. We wanted to, we wanted to, and plus, <laughs> true. but also both teams right now are probably like they're, probably ranked yeah. as high as they're going to be i mean maybe at the end of the season but like more likely than not michigan's probably not going to go into fear the rest of the way as well as illinois to keep it a ranked matchup three and six that espn would have had going in tomorrow, tomorrow night like tomorrow night would have been box office like they would have been the talk all day throughout espn and just the college basketball world so that that would have been awesome but you know what? Uh, maybe hope I'm, both teams are good enough that they're going to make huge runs in, in March, and so it's going to be awesome. Michigan has a—they're gr- a great team. I think a lot of people undervalue and them they weren't ranked. in the season. A lot of the hype is on Illinois. Yeah, Illinois is starting to live up to the hype, and man, Big Ten is it, just freaking stacked at the top this it's year. It's really top actually throughout pretty dang solid. I feel like anyone you know, maybe not the like bottom two, but like anyone from like there up could probably take almost any team from any conference they bar maybe like the top team from each one you know <clears throat> yeah i think ohio ohio state didn't come out of nowhere i think maybe they're just a little bit mm-hmm. undervalued too but man they are they have a great team and i think you and me would both like to see both uh, they them lose every single game just so we get keep our big <laughs> ten title hopes alive and just for rank. Yeah, and just for seeding purposes, you know, we we want that one seed. We don't want Ohio State fishing for it, but I think we both get to play Ohio State again, so uh, we don't have to rely on other teams beating Ohio State. We can do it ourselves, and hopefully we can slay that monster. But right now, they are hot as hot can be. Um, I think, yeah, I think a big surprise, Corey, is Iowa – uh, and they, they usually falter in February this time of year, but man, they, a lot of people were predicting them final four, but their lack of defense is just, man, it, it's he caught up to all, you know, he's, he's going to need some help. And <clears throat> I don't know those right. numbers he put up at the beginning of the season. I just, I can't hold when you're on, the only guy, you know? Yeah, he did. He just looks tired, man. Uh, I know Frederick has been out with an injury on their, on that team, but Man, he, he just – I think they're just relying on him too much, and he just looks <laughs> absolutely gassed. Uh, yeah, so maybe maybe he just needs a rest. But Big Ten, I think they're probably going to have like 10 out of 14 yeah, teams go to the dance. It's Tell you just what, though, I hope they keep sleeping yeah. on Michigan. All right, I love so, it when we come in unranked because then we don't have the expectations from any of the media and they can't rip on us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, just flying in under the radar and nobody really – uh, taking them seriously, it's 
I, I think maybe that was a big thing with Illinois. They had a target on their back from the beginning of the season, deservedly so. Uh, Michigan, not so much. I think it, it was it was tough because like last year we didn't see these teams in the postseason to really cement their mark. And I think we would have seen Michigan really just you know come out swinging in, in March. Same with Ohio State and, and Illinois. Um, we we knew what they could be, but. Uh, this year, we're finally going to be able to see that. They're, hell or high water, they're going to have a March Madness and probably conference tournament. Oh, so I can't man. wait, man. They were. It felt like they were gearing up last year. And it was it like the world fell apart for a day for me when they canceled. And I was just like, but, but no. Yeah, I know. We're so close. <laughs> but, yeah, right. but we were going to be a four seed. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So let's finish it up here. Corey, uh, how was your drink? And uh, anything also games, specific games that you're looking forward to this week that is on your radar? Because oh, we don't have any more football. Me, that just hurts to think about. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, you know, the water was good. That was some high quality H2O. I was just oh, very yeah. pleased by that. Um, felt, felt good to get a little more in me after the uh, after that workout. Um, as far as games I'm looking forward to, right. I would have to take a look, but the Nuggets and Lakers, I believe, play in a couple of days here, and that should be a good one. I think a lot of people forget about how good the Nuggets are, but they're currently 40-piecing yeah, almost to my Cavs right now, so that's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, just a scrappy team, man. I love I love the Nuggets, man. I, I think calling them scrappy is 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 probably underselling that team, but I, I just like them just because I, I just, yeah, I, I just always view Denver as a small market team. So I just <laughs> call small market teams scrappy, but they're more than that. They're, they're a great team. And uh, yeah, that, that'll be a fun matchup, man. That'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I'll, I'll probably, man, I know Illinois, Michigan, that, that would have been probably box. Out. That's probably what I would have gone uh, for, but um, I would probably just say the same thing. Uh, hockey, a lot of cancellations going on in hockey right now, so there's not too much to watch there. But, you know, it's going to – I think it will get better once March comes around. More people are getting vaccinated. Oh, one thing, Corey, too, really quick. As far, did you see that North Carolina, they had games canceled because after they beat Duke, they went and partied without masks. So now they're going to be on – like, they're, they're pretty much – half their schedule the rest of their schedule is postponed now because they just went and partied with all the wow. students after beating duke the duke that has a losing record right now it's not, neither team is ranked so it's not like they beat number one ranked duke and that they're ranked also and they cemented themselves as the one seed both of these teams Jeez, are trash that. This year. see that and that to a degree that's super funny to me because because it's like <laughs> come on now like what are you doing? But also, really? I just, wow. I'm just mind-blowing, actually. I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was funny because it happened to that team. Uh, just because that those two programs, and, you know, I, I don't think either of us like the, those blue nice bloods just because nice they're always there. Some, some right. bad luck songs no one's heard or sick. Yeah. And I will say, uh, I, just, I just noticed that Gonzaga on the 13th plays San Francisco. And yeah, that's a small team. No one, no one would care about until you remember the fact that they beat Virginia when they were number four at the beginning of the season. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Is that like a sleeper pick? I'm not saying put money on it, but I'm not saying don't put money on it. I'm not saying I'm not (laughs) saying don't put the entire house on that game. But I'm also, you know, not saying no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're also the tired now. Game. So, uh, actually, yeah, yeah. And Gonzaga is probably as big of a juggernaut as you can find in, in college basketball right now. Them and Baylor. I, 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 Corey, we're talking about, you know, Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan, race for the Big Ten title. It's not going to matter when either of those three teams go up against that buzzsaw that is Baylor or Gonzaga and just get completely shredded. I'm nervous. I'm hoping somebody else takes them out for us. Yeah, it's yeah. same here. It's pretty much just let me get as a high seat as possible to avoid that and avoid the inevitable death that we're going to get from Gonzaga or Baylor. So I, I'm hoping for a number one seed or a high two seed exactly. just so I can stay out of there. I should probably mention before anyone, you know, takes my not advice to my friend, that Gonzaga did beat them by 23 not too long ago. So, like a month ago. It's like... <laughs> uh, yes. As always, uh, if you listen to our show, do not follow our bets. Unless you want to make money, then pretty much just bet on the opposite of what we tell you to because we lose money so often. So you would probably make a lot of money just betting mm-hmm. on the Never lost. Or whatever we pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, one, uh, Michigan does play at Wisconsin on Sunday. So that, that'll be a fun matchup, actually. I know Wisconsin's a little bit of a down yeah, right now, but they're home. great at home. And uh, Michigan, this is their first game back. So we'll see how much rust is there. It should be a great game, though. Uh, my water was great, Corey. Uh, it's nice to just rehydrate every once in a while. But uh, I appreciate you, you joining in with me, man. Nice, and, anytime. And being my wingman. All right. Everybody, thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, guys.